Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, world-renowned best-selling author, Joe Jan. <laughs> and with us, as always, is the super fan, Mr. Mark Biscayne. Oh, I just want a bloody Christmas. Make Joe make a really good pick. And I, I know that Matt's a super. Oh, that's Mariah Carey. Best-selling author now. Number one. <laughs> and Mark is going to go straight to the top of the charts with that new holiday Yeah, classic. that new song is going to kill it. It's um, great. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah, uh, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, For those uh, of you who don't know. Yeah, Matt my novel. Is, what? Go ahead. My novel, The Last House, uh, it uh, went number one in some Amazon categories, number two for horror in general in the u.s so uh right behind right behind who that hack yeah stephen king yeah the damn stephen king (laughs) yeah he fended me never heard of him wow yeah who the fuck Uh, is he actually uh this last week i received like a huge promotion from this uh group called bookbub and so it like my numbers shot through the roof on especially on sunday and and yesterday a little bit too but especially sunday it was it was pretty nice so uh it's still sitting at number one in some categories so and it's got the bestseller tag on it so it's very it was very exciting day um it's so so cool yeah yeah very cool very cool we're gonna have to start calling you mr matt speak (laughs) yeah (laughs) matt speak (laughs) I like the sound of that. <laughs> Instead of just Matt. Sounds pretty good. <laughs> Mr. Matthew Speak. What's her middle name? Uh, Ronald. Oh, God. <laughs> what? It's my grandpa's name. Oh, okay. Sorry. Ronald. At least I'm not, I don't have to worry about Mark with a C. Well, it's, it's Mark Clayton Biscati, by the way. Clayton is very distinguished. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Clayton no. <laughs> Clayton Sticking Piscati. feathers up your butt does not make you a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he when he does say something smart, we'll whenever He'll that you know. whatever that happens, we'll, we can we can call him uh, Clayton. Yeah. Oh, it's Clayton's here today. Um, it's my nephew's so, name, Fraser. Yeah. So we are in. <laughs> The holiday season, uh, and uh, that means I don't I don't even know what that means. Oh, but oh, I know wait. what that means. What? Yeah, Joe? I know what that yeah. means. Yeah, it means it's it's the time of celebrating with friends and and Christmas and whatnot. Yes. and sometimes Santa Claus sends gifts through the mail. Oh. No, no, so, no. Yeah, I believe both of you got a package. In the mail, we did. Yes, and I would. I now is the time. I would like you both to open it. All right, All Joe. Right. Joe, you do this every year, and I just feel bad because we never send you anything. I do. That did. Oh, I, I, shit! I, I, <laughs> really? I sent him a T-shirt last year, and and this year I sent him something as well. What the fuck, Matt? But it, it's unfortunately I couldn't get it here in I time. I think the it's, keywords are Joe does this every year. Yeah. 
Oh, I can't open it. It's a, it's a, uh, it's an iPhone case. Very nice. <laughs> Mark's using like rounded scissors. <laughs> what is, Mark, 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 Mark's, having, Mark's having some trouble with the, with the Mark, packaging. come on, that's government made plastic. Oh, this is nice, Joe. I oh. like it. Okay, a, now these are from a company called Frome, F-R-O-M-E, down at the bottom. Now, what uh, Frome does is it takes a movie and it condenses all the frames down to the size of your iPhone, oh. and each frame of that picture is represented by a color. So Ooh. all of those stripes are the colors of the movie. Ooh. For example, I have The Shining, hmm. and I, I put a little shining carpet uh, thing on the back there. But as you can see, way down here at this end where it's icy blue, that's where Jack Torrance freezes to death at the end of the movie. Ah. Oh, it's The Shining. Now, no, no, no. Mine is The Shining. Mark, yours is Jaws. Shut up. Ah. And Matt, yours is Halloween. Yes. Woohoo. Mark, I almost got you Friday the 13th, but it the no. colors were just so dark. I didn't think it looked very good. So No, Jaws oh, is my favorite movie. Well, there you go. Of all yeah. time. And yeah. Matt kind of likes Halloween. I kind of do. Oh, yeah. this is beautiful, Joe. I love it. Wait, 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 so, wait, wait. So where the camera shows up, is that the beginning or is that the end? Uh, hold it towards me. I can't really is see Is that the anything. beginning or? That is the beginning and that is the end. That's so cool. Wow. Oh, That's that... really cool. Oh, my gosh. That actually and, makes sense. And I got to say, like, we even were looking at um, Schindler's List. And, like, you know, it's all grayscale, except you can tell where there was the girl with the red uh, rose on her jacket. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's uh, it's pretty legit. But there, uh, this from.com or fro.co, I think was the name of the website, they've got a bajillion movies that they've done. I mean, just picture one and they probably have it. But they also do wall art too. And really the whole thing just looks like a bunch of stripes. Um, the one that I saw that I was a big fan of was Empire Strikes Back. Looks mm. really cool. Like you could just hang that on your wall above your couch and people just say, oh, that's really neat artwork. And you know better. It's a classic. Wow. That's pretty cool. I'm. It, so, this is awesome. I'm trying to think yeah. what this black mark and this black mark is. I don't know, but you should, wa you should watch the movie. I'm going to. Well, I know one of those black marks, Mark, would be when they go and uh, him and Hooper go and cut the the belly of the beast open. Oh, and you know, when it's, it's all the nighttime things, that's yeah. why it's all dark. Oh, or when those two guys go out and take his wife's roast and they use that to try to, uh, hook the shark. Yeah. In the middle of the night. Yeah. So those are your night scenes. That's wow, so cool. cool. We'll have to post the pictures of these on, on, uh, the Cinescare or a link to from. Yeah. We can put yeah, that link, link to from, but I mean, our, you our get your own. pictures oh, of sure. our actual ones. That, yeah. That's pretty cool. So, so thank you both for falling for my ruse of asking questions about what kind of phones you have. No. Uh, yeah. It had nothing to do with the Riverside app. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was because of my predicament. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's pretty cool. So thank you, Joe. Yeah, thank you Joe. so much. That's You're very awesome. welcome. Merry that, uh, Christmas to you guys. We really, very thoughtful. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, these are nice. And uh, yours, unfortunately, couldn't be here in time for the show. So hopefully it'll be here before the next. Well, it will be. But don't wait. Just open it's it. The th- it's the thought that counts. It is the thought that counts. And I was thinking. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling really so Joe, guilty. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So, Joe, yes, what did, what uh, what did you watch recently that you want to talk? Wait, about? Wait, 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 what? What? wait, we 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 got something to talk about that you guys didn't talk about on the last episode. Oh, the winner of the contest. Yeah, that's right. It's me. Right. Oh. It's me. No, I mean, I was going to get to that before after we talked, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I I won. I won by a landslide. <laughs> Yeah, and good what job. Was what, final, was what was the final four to two or four something like that? No, yeah, no, three. no. I think I had six votes, but Catherine Horan, <laughs> Catherine Horan voted twice. She voted for me and You're Matt. Her favorite? No, I don't think so because I think she felt bad for Matt because Matt only had one vote, and that it, that was his wife, <laughs> and he had the number one uh, uh, pick. You know. At, at, at yeah, the beginning, I know that Mark was going around to everybody he works with. Like, no, hey, I guys, didn't. Guys, no, you gotta, I didn't. You got to vote for me. You got to vote. For I me. did not. No, I did yeah. not. No, I was I, going around I telling everybody like I knew guys. to listen to the episode. It was rigged, but just because it was so damn I'm, funny. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying that. No, I did not do that. I'm just saying that. I mean, Brian didn't vote for me. He voted for Joe. Because that man's got taste. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Kane, uh, I believe, voted for Joe. Um, and that man has has taste. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you, Mr. Kane. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the partici- the participation was through the roof. I yeah. think we had nine people it was, vote. It's, it, yeah. It's fine, but um, I almost ran out of fingers. <laughs> but 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 those uh, people, uh, the listeners that did participate, they are loyal fans. And like Mark Kane is is new, but he he has some good ideas for. Um, oh, Mark's not new. Mark's actually been listening to us for quite some time. Oh, he's has he? Port. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. I, I didn't know. But he's like yeah. participating with the Cinescare fan page like recently. Yep. And yep. Um, it he's great, and he he's got a really good idea for uh, uh, an upcoming episode. Um, yeah, Catherine Horan, uh, um, uh, Robbie Young, um, Robert Kyle, of course, friend of the show, Brian. Um, yeah, there's, I just want to say, you know, like, I appreciate, you know, everyone that, you know, participates in, uh, the Center Scare fan page and thanks for, uh, letting me win. I had the third pick. It was great. Gotta win sometime, Mark. Sometimes. (laughs) Gotta win sometime. (laughs) It's always best when it's meaningless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not meaningless, you bastards. <laughs> Mark won the best derailed train. Yeah. <laughs> of all the of all the losers, you came in first place. Bastards. Yeah. Nobody lost again. Ahead of you. <laughs> ahead of you. <laughs> um so Joe, what did you watch this uh recently? Well, I, along with apparently millions of other people, watched Leave the World Behind mm-hmm. on Netflix. Hmm. Yeah. And it seems like you and I and Mark, we've all talked about this ad nauseum uh, in our little text thread, but we never actually discuss this on the episode. So for those of you not in the know, on Netflix, there's a wonderful new film called Leave the World Behind with 
Julia Roberts of all people. And this is a thriller slash horror. Uh, Ethan Hawke is in it. Kevin Bacon is actually in this film as well. And it is written by Sam Esmail, who wrote Mr. Robot, which I am a gargantuan fan of. And this did not disappoint at all. It's basically a group of people that decide to get away from the city for the weekend and they go to like an Airbnb. And as they're hanging out there, all these strange things start happening in their environment. And then a knock at the door and it's the rightful owners of the house. They're looking to use their own home as like a a refuge from what's going on. Uh, Some pretty nasty things begin to happen to the world and our heroes themselves. And it's, a tremendous look at what could potentially be a very realistic beginning of World War Three. Yes. And I don't want to say the apocalypse. It's not the end of times, but no. it's just uh, it's a very educated, r- semi-realistic view of how you can destroy a country with little to no effort. And I, for one, was astounded at this thing. I had very low expectations of it. I was entertained drastically, left and right. I was on the edge of my seat. Uh, I applaud the realism with the concepts. I also think there was a nod to one of my favorite uh, films, Die Hard 4, Live Free Die Hard, where they actually start off with a fire sale which is a old hacker thing where you cut off uh, transportation and the electrical grid and sewer and water and basically just let the rest of the world defeat itself because it doesn't have these things that relies on day in and day out. So uh, Matt, what did you think of this masterpiece in a can? <laughs> uh, I, I didn't like it as much as you did, but I, I did like it. I thought it was entertaining. Um, I thought, it was it got bogged down a little bit in some conversations that I wasn't that interested in between the characters at times. Um, and I, 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 I thought the deer in it threw me a little, as a little CG. Um, and I never quite figured out what the deal was with the deer. Um, I agree. And I, I kind of, I, I thought it just dropped the story there for, towards the end. Um, but, I, th- I thought it was okay. I, I liked it. And I, you know, I think we, Michelle and I watched it and I think we both found it entertaining. Um, but I, I do, I, I wish it more had happened. I wish more had gone on. Uh, and I, I would, but it was, it was good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mark. Yeah. Um, you I watched it too, didn't you? Uh, yeah. I love this film. Um, it's it's a wonderful thriller because it is so realistic. The deer, um, I, I'll just explain it. I don't think I'm going to like spoil anything if I explain the deer. Um, I'm I did a little research. It's pretty much uh, deer in headlights. You know, it's that's like the premise of it. You know, the thought of it, and you know, in the background, it's just deer in headlights. And that's what all the uh, characters were um, experiencing was just deer and headlights. Like these people, it's so realistic that these people handling the situation of what happened, 
don't want to ruin what happens, but what happens is it was so realistic what uh, the characters in this film were handling it. And it was basically a deer in headlights. Um, there's a wonderful scene in this uh, film and so tense. Uh, one of the tense uh, scenes in like a thriller of this year that I've seen, and that's with Ethan Hawke um, in his car driving to town. He gets lost. Why? Because this would, this would happen to me. He didn't have... Um, electronics to show him GPS. GPS. He had no GPS. Yeah. He had no idea like how to find himself or where to go. And it would have happened to me. I'm horrible with directions. So he's just lost. And he meets up with this uh, Mexican woman and her at that car speaking in Spanish. He doesn't know how to speak Spanish. And it's a very tense scene of, of it's a very real reaction between Ethan Hawke and this um, this actress, this Mex Mexican act actress that goes on. And it's just intense. And there's a montage of other things that is happening that's also intense. It's so nail-biting and so wonderful. Um, this is one of the best films I think I've seen all year. Um, I, I, I just love it. Kevin Bacon's wonderful in it. You know, you see him at the beginning and then all of a sudden you just don't see him anymore. I'm just like, oh, what's happening? You see him at the end and there's a really tense scene with that. And it's, it's just real reactions of what's happening and how unprepared um, America is. If something does happen, you know, I, I don't want to go like political or anything like that, but you know, we as Americans, I believe have become very lazy and um, just been pampered with technology. And it's just a amazing watch, in my opinion. And there is some scenes that are a little horror going on. Um, but I absolutely love this film. I do think this is, um, cons in, my, in my opinion, I consider this a horror film. Because it's so tense. It is a thriller. There are very scary moments in this film. And I think this will be. No, I, I will say it, it, this will be in my top 10. All right. Okay. And to finish your question, my Matt. Yeah. Uh, I also watch. I only watched one other thing because I was too busy with our assignment. Mm -hmm. uh, Darren Aronofsky's classic Black Swan. Oh, yeah. Oh, love With, uh, it. Natalie Portman, Mila Kunis, and Winona Ryder, who mm. I always forget is in this film. I believe this was on Netflix, if somebody's wanting to check it out. I think that's where I watched it. Yeah, I think but it is. I know that I saw this movie once before, and it was probably right when it came out. And I don't think I ever made it, in all honesty, to the end of this film. Because huh. I think I fell asleep the first time I saw it. So I gave it a a fresh watch with a whole pot of coffee, made it through the whole thing, and I was kicking myself the whole time. It's a great film. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I couldn't make it through it the first time. I really enjoyed it. It's extremely intense, and I I feel bad for anybody that goes into ballet. It just seemed like torture the entire mm -hmm. time she's in there. But yeah. Anyway, some really trippy sex scenes, though, that 
did mm-hmm. or did not exist. I, I got to say, um, the masturbation yeah. wow. scene is so awkward. And so the whole, Oh my God. Bizarre, but yeah. So, but I think for anybody that hasn't seen it, they really need to go see black Swan yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. On a TV near you. Yeah. I saw it's... it in the movie theater on, on a first date and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I, I loved it so much. And, you know, we, I tried to talk to her. I was going, wasn't that a great film? She's going, that was the worst movie I've ever seen. And it, it was just so awkward. I was like, what are you talking about? It's so good. And I well, started the question was, was there a second date? No, there wasn't. Yeah. And then, no. and then I took another first date and I didn't learn my lesson. I, I took her to see uh, the fountain and that movie, uh, Darren, uh, uh, directed by oh, the same uh, director. Yeah. yeah, and um, that movie, that was just crazy. I should have learned my lesson, and I still don't understand that movie. And so, yeah, there wasn't a second date for that either. <laughs> Great movie. Well, I took someone on a first date to see Jack Nicholson in The Wolf and fell asleep <laughs> in it, but then I married that lady. So <laughs> That's funny. That was the first date. <laughs> yeah, it was her... Uh, our first real date. How the oh, hell funny. did she go on a second date with you when you fell asleep in the movie it's theater? My, it's my rapist wit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's all I've seen, Matt. The Wolf is a all great right. movie, by the way. No, it was terrible. No, it's not. Uh, Mark, what do you? Uh, what, what did you watched recently? I watched um, listening to uh, the episode. Uh, the last episode, uh, Joe talked about It's a Wonderful Knife, uh, Shudder. We both did. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you both talked about it. Um, I just remember Joe talking about it for some reason. Um, That's weird. Yeah, it's, so, it's so bizarre. Yeah. Um, I love that this film. Happens. I love this film. Um it's I, what Joe said, how the characters were so relatable and just like, you know, it, it, it wasn't like a trope slasher characters where, you know, they're just like the idiots. It was more of um, they were just fun to watch and they were all very good actors. Um, my one of my favorite Christmas movies Pretty is sure I'm the one who said that, Joe, did, did you? Yeah, sure, yeah, and also I think you're talking about what I had to say with the retreat or the convention, whatever it was. Yeah, the maybe other the movie convention. That I yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that had a great group of characters, a uh, very good cast. So you did you listen to the last episode, Mark? I did or, listen or to. Did, did Brian give you notes and you messed them up? <laughs> no, I listened to the episode. I I might have got it mixed up. Look, it's fun to listen to. A Cinescare episode when you're not on it because, you know, it's one, you don't hear my voice and my dumb speaking. But two. Sorry, it was the conference. Was the, the conference. The conference, on, yeah. On Netflix. Anyways, yeah. anyways, It's a Wonderful Knife is a very, very good film. <laughs> um, With a wonderful supporting cast. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> great kills They're in it. Very believable. <laughs> great kills. Great kills in it. Um, the acting was Especially great. Justin Long. Yeah, he yeah, was he was Justin great Long with the spray funny. tan and his uh, his uh, 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 cat teeth and all that kind of stuff. Hopefully, yeah. Um, 
I'll never see that again. But um, it, it, I thought it was just a wonderful uh, film. It's it's a great Christmas movie. Uh, one of my favorite films is Christmas films is It's a Wonderful Life, and so I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it, it 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 was a fantastic film. It and it might be in my top ten. I don't know. I'm still a little high on it. I don't care. He's only seen six movies. That's not so. true. <laughs> That's true. I, <laughs> They're all going to be in his top ten. In the top ten. I, yeah. I, That's all right, Joe. We'll we'll go through the list and see what what we can check off. Um, yeah. He said I'm, that he's caught up on some. I'm, I, I've yeah. caught so. up on some exactly, and uh, I caught up on uh, the Hulu um, uh, film uh, 20th Century Fox and Hulu. I don't know. I, was No One Can Save You released in the movie theater? I don't think so. It was just released on Hulu, no. right? No, it just went yeah. right to Hulu. Yeah. Okay, so I saw No One Can Save You, and I did not like it. <laughs> I did not like it. <laughs> um, Aren't you glad you got Hulu, though? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, because um, I uh, rewatched The Bear, second season, and uh, Fargo. I haven't started it yet. Um, but, uh, no one can save you. I didn't enjoy, I appreciate what they were trying to do with, uh, the lead actress, not talking. It kind of, it kind of reminded me of a, um, um, Alex Garland film in a way. And, um, an A24 film, it, it had a little mix of it at, especially at the very end of it, uh, reminded me of Pearl for some reason. Um, but it, it, it just didn't hit with me. It just didn't hit with me. Um, the alien, the enemy, I I don't want to spoil it. Well, it, you find out right away. You find out. Yeah. So, so it's, it's an alien invasion and, um, the special effects, uh, didn't hit with me. It, It reminded me too much of close encounter of the third kind, um, there were some creepy moments, you know, um, with, you know, the long legs, you know, and some were larger than the other creeping over the house and chasing, but it just went on and on and on. And I was just getting more tired and more tired. And I just, I, I just wasn't enjoying it, um, as much I believe as, uh, you too. It just didn't hit with me. It just didn't. And I, I know I'm in the minority of this because I had a friend, uh, tell me like how great this film was. He's like, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. Maybe it was just built up too much for me. And, and when I watched it, I'm just going, this isn't that great. It just kept going and going. Um, and I, I think I understood the ending and like what happened. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, it it wasn't my cup of tea. It just wasn't. So yeah, this definitely won't be in my uh, top ten. Uh, surprisingly, for you guys, I guess um, I hear you guys really loved it. So um, other than that, I watched a lot of other uh, 2023 horror films, but I want to discuss it on the next uh, episode. Okay. So uh, let me go through the list. Uh, you did see No One Will Save You, so I'll click that one off. Uh, did you see Attachment? <laughs> did you see Attachment? No. <laughs> uh, Candyland. Yes. Okay. Uh, the Harbinger. No. Husera the Bone Woman. No. Birth Rebirth. Yes. Oh. Uh, it's a Wonderful Knife. You saw. Mm-hmm. And sick. No. 
All right, so you only have four now. Attachment <laughs> is on. Attachment, I think the Harbinger are both on Shudder, maybe. Maybe Husera, too. Uh, Husera the Bone Woman as well. And then Sick is on Netflix. So you should be able to knock yeah. those out. I, yeah. I still think you both need a number five. You should watch Tin and Tina. Oh, yeah. Tin and Tina. That's right. Tin and Tina. Tin and Tina. Oh, actually, Tin and Tina. I think that was like one of the most uh, watched uh, things on Netflix this year. I I saw a video of it. It was like one of them. It was was in the top 10. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. It was in the top 10. That's insane. I don't know. Uh, All right. What do you watch, Matt? I uh, let's see. I, I I didn't watch much this last couple of weeks. I got I got COVID the day after he we watched recorded. His bank account just grow with all the books. <laughs> I know. On Sunday, <laughs> I'm really nervous talking to a bestseller. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm surprised he's even talking to us right now. I know. Seriously. Uh, <laughs> no, I. Um, let's see. Oh, I watched All Eyes, which is a 2023 movie. It it was interesting. It was a pretty good indie film, an indie creature feature called All Eyes. Not bad. And I know a lot of people have uh, other publications and podcasts do have this in and around their top 10. So it's it's definitely worth checking out. It is, it is an indie film. Uh, I liked it. And it's about this uh, guy who's basically investigating weird stuff. It's like he's got a YouTube channel. Uh, it's not a found footage, but he does. He is. A, it is about a guy who in, who goes out and investigates weird stuff out there. And this old guy gets a hold of him and says, "There's a creature in my woods." Uh, and so he goes, and he lives way out in the middle of nowhere in a farm. So this guy goes to the farm to investigate, and it's it's the, really an interaction between this young guy and this old guy, and and it's it's definitely worth checking out. Um, What's that on? It is on, I believe, Tubi and oh, Amazon Prime. If you don't want to sit through commercials, it's on. It is a Amazon Prime, but it's also on Tubi if you don't have a Prime account. What year is it? Uh, uh, twenty twenty-three. Yeah. No, oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's worth checking out. It 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 won't probably be pushing into my top ten, but I know other places, other people, and. Uh, podcasts and publications do have it listed so it's you know definitely something you could check out if you have time um again i watched uh leave the world behind and i think i mean the only other thing i I, that i watched that uh i wanted to talk about and and again watching fargo gotta keep gotta gotta check that out it's so good this season is it really that good it's so good yeah amazingly yeah and a lot of it is set on halloween or at least the last few episodes have been in there and and so there's i wouldn't call it horror but but it it, there's some uh, kind of horror-ish vibes you remember when american horror story came out like the first two seasons yeah like fantastic really good Mm -hmm. it's better than those and it never lets up mm-hmm. is it better than the uh ewan mcgregor uh season yeah this current one yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah. way yeah, I, mean, I, I, I liked that one but i wouldn't have put that at my top no no i, I like the, the first Fargo. one um with ted the first one, i i'm i am actually a really big fan of the last season 
with Chris Rock. Oh, I didn't care for. I couldn't get into that. You're one. You're in so the minority I, on that one, Joe. I stopped. Yes, I stopped I uh, watching Rock. that one after I don't know, maybe episode two. I just I couldn't oh, wow. get into it. Um, and yeah, Chris Rock, I just it's so hard. He's not me. the best actor, is he? No, no, I'll admit that. But the storyline had me hooked, and mm. the girl that was in Men, the mm. Irish actress, yes, she was in that one as a like mm. a serial killer, and oh, she was. Yeah, wonderful. I mean, I'll, I'll maybe I'll check it out at some point, but I just couldn't get into it. But all the other seasons I've loved. I, I've liked every other season. So. Me too. I will say, there's this weird tradition that these two competing mobs have where each mob, they trade their youngest son for the other one to raise. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's, oh, you know, yeah. so That's that, right. yeah. yeah, they don't I remember that. Uh, it, it's more of like a peacetime type thing, like to keep the peace. Hmm. I'm going to raise your kid for you. Mm. And I just thought it was such a bizarre concept. But uh, Let's see. Yeah, so that's it. That's uh, oh, uh, the, and then the other thing that I did watch was um, uh, Lee, or not leave the world behind. What was uh, oh, uh, murder at the end of the world, uh, and that it it it's still going, or it's I think now all the episodes are available. It's on Hulu, all the episodes, and that's definitely worth checking out. It's a mystery. We'll see how it goes. We, we're about five episodes in. And so far, so good. It's it's got us hooked. Uh, it's, the main character is um, played by the same girl who played Princess Diana, the young Princess Diana, in like epi- in like season three of or or whatever of the Crown, three or four. Uh, she plays the very young Princess Diana, and uh, she's she's really good in it. And um, uh. There's a you know a couple other people that one it's it's made by the same people who made the OA. So if you saw the series the OA, it's made it's very similar, very mysterious, something weird going on. So, uh, well, that wow. brings us. Ow, yeah, Joe. No, I just I get whiplash every time ah, we start our ah. our theme. So that brings us to our theme for the week, and it's our last theme of the year. And uh, this is Joe's <laughs> on a high note. <laughs> uh, we're ending on a high note. Uh, this is Joe's pick, and it was the. Uh, well, tell us about your pick. Wait, wait, Joe. wait, 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 wait! Before before you tell uh, uh, us, well, everyone knows what the pick is, but what was your pick? That your original pick? Can you? Can, do you want to? Well, I'm going to save it. For- oh, damn it! Another another yeah, okay. episode. If if I'm allowed to pick movies again after this, but uh, this was a rough yeah. year, Joe. Because I'm telling you, <laughs> I, like, you I looking back, it. I love the pick that Joe had. I'm looking back on my my picks for the year, and even I'm disappointed. Uh, I, there's some there's some brutal picks uh, this year. But tell us about this one, Joe. I will say two of these <laughs> pretty damn good. Three I, of them pretty crappy. <laughs> There's at least one that I, I actively hated. No, no, we're talking about these movies. Oh, uh, there's at least one of these. No, that... the okay. So, oh, our you theme mean of your is picks? 
I meant yeah. <laughs> I was talking about there's three of the Silent Night Deadly Night movies. Right. That that's what I that's what I was yeah. talking about oh, too yeah. before Mark interrupted. I did, didn't interrupt. I I was just saying I I, I was you on know, a different page. I'm so glad we're recording tonight because this solves this answers a question for me. I I've always wondered when I go into a CD convenience store, who what kind of man drinks four loco? And now I know <laughs> that that man is Mark. Yeah, Piscini. me. I've never known anyone to have even it's tried delicious. it. I don't even know what that it's is. It's delicious. It's like an energy drink full of yeah. alcohol. It's delicious. Hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'll send you one for Christmas. I'll I'll stick with my Malort. Yeah, you yeah, you and your Malort. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, back to the show. I foolishly fell into the guise of thinking this would be timely because it's Christmas time. I picked the Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise. Yes, believe it or not, there are five of these films. However... And a remake. And I a watched remake, it, which by the way. was not an assignment, and well, that's on you, not on me. Yeah. I didn't make you do that, No, uh, I just for the record. Felt I had to. I watched. I'm a complete... I watched it too, Matt. I will say, hmm. two, uh, it, is it... Three of these movies are non-canonical, or just two? I uh, I think two. So three was part of it. No, part no, one, no, two, no. and three was a part of it. Three was a part of it. Three was three was part of it. That's yeah. right. Okay. And then four and so, five have their own thing going on. Yeah. So sit back and relax, because I have like, oh, I'm gonna sift through all of these notes. But somebody wanted to know how did these movies come to be. And I have the full background story. Love so this will be your, your Christmas story. So gather around the fireplace, yeah. grab some hot chocolate and listen in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Silent Night, Deadly Night from 1984 is an American slasher written, or I'm sorry, directed by Charles Sellier. And uh, I'm going to already skip some more. So this film was released by TriStar on November 9th of 1984, but it only opened in 398 theaters in the Midwest. Yeah. And the Quad Cities was one of the few places it it came to. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Um, So the concept of this film was pitched by an executive producer by the name of Scott Schneid, who at the time he accepted the general public to just send him ideas for movies. And a guy... um, he was a Harvard University graduate by the name of Paul Siami. Uh, he wrote a story about a killer Santa Claus, and uh, Schneed was impressed with it, and he decided to take the concept and turn it into a horror film. He had somebody write a screenplay for it. And uh, this I actually thought was kind of interesting. The film's working title was called Sleigh Ride, which... I like that. I dig that as a working title. Actually, I dig that as a complete title. So they were looking for, uh, they wanted like the next young John Carpenter. You know, they wanted to try to find some young director that would just take off like a rocket. And uh, they even considered guys like Sam Raimi, um, Albert Magnoli, and Ken Quapis to, uh, for the position. But TriStar said, no, we want somebody who's... Um, got a television background because of course you know that's just what this franchise needed so they went with um cellular and uh 
he's done things like the life and times of Grizzly Adams and, you know, what looks better on a resume than that. So anyway, principal photography lasted from March until April of 1983. It was like 15 days to put this fantastic. Um, and it was all shot on location in Heber city in Midway, Utah. And, uh, but unfortunately at the time, most of the snow was beginning to melt. So they had to do like all of these exterior shots for the original film first and quickly. Um, the orphanage building was an abandoned schoolhouse, uh, that was renovated by the crew during production. Uh, and it was actually demolished entirely not too long afterwards. Um, the Ira's toys building was just a vacant building that they found along the street that they put up a, uh, Uh, They created a sign to put up out front so they could begin filming the exteriors. And um, the film's cast is mainly consisted of local actors from the state of Utah. They didn't do like a big nationwide search for anything. Um, So when the film did finally came out, uh, it, it actually, believe it or not, was not one of the first movies that would have a killer Santa Claus in it, but because of their advertising campaign, um, it was firing on all cylinders and all of these families were protesting. All of these churches were protesting. And the reason they released this mainly in the Midwest is because they thought that there was going to be less, uh, picketing, you know, and less people complaining about it but it only ended up lasting uh let's see in response tristar ended up pulling all the ads for the film six days after it's released uh because the film had so much controversy so uh there you have it there's the really uh short story of uh how these films came to be so for those of you who have not watched silent night deadly night uh it is the story of a little boy who night before Christmas goes to visit his grandpa at the retirement home or mental institution, depending on what you perceive that whole night as. And on their way home, there's a, an auto incident and he gets, uh, they, they see Santa Claus standing out on the side of the road. Well, Santa Claus decides to be a vicious killer that night. And the boy gets to see his parents murdered right in front of his eyes. He then ends up going to a, orphanage uh where he succumbs to the wrath of a very sadistic mother superior and grows up one day to work in a toy store and eventually has to portray himself as santa claus for the toy store's delight so matt why don't you lead off this holiday classic and let me know what you think (laughs) yeah i you know i remember how this this thing uh was so controversial because I was in I was in high school. I think I was a freshman in high school, maybe when this came out. What, what year did this come out? I don't know. I was in Nam. Nineteen eighty four. Let's see. Yeah, nineteen eighty four. I was either in eighth grade or a freshman or something. And I remember how controversial it was, and it did it did play at the Milan Cinemas in the Quad Cities, which is where I grew up and where Joe lives now in in iowa illinois in the iowa illinois area and and i remember people protesting and there was a big uh there used to be a i can't remember now it was a publication of the quad city times where it was called sound off 
where people would write letters to the editor of the newspaper and and ever it was like the internet it was like an internet comment section before the internet people would actually Simpler send letters times. and huh? yeah yeah simpler it, times right and they'd be arguing back and forth about it but this thing was it was a huge uh uh like controversy and I, and it's not the first killer santa movie <laughs> there'd been others before this why this one because it, it's not like it was being promoted that much all that well i mean it was promoted there were commercials for it and word of mouth got around better poster but it's not yeah but it's not like it's it's um it was you know backed by paramount pictures or or 20th century fox or something like that so i I, i'd love to hear the whole story about how the the panic about this movie came out because it's it's just such an odd movie for that to have happened with. But at any rate, it is it. I mean, it's now considered, I think, a classic. It was never one of my favorites uh, when I did. I didn't see it when it came out because I was too young to be able to go to it. I think they made it. Nobody under 17 would be allowed, even even with a parent. Uh, I, I didn't see this until sometime later, probably probably around the time when we were in college. And I, I didn't love it at the time. I think I've grown to appreciate it more. It's very mean-spirited. But uh, the grandpa, I think, is just so creepy. We've sort of talked about this movie in the past on here. Um, the grandpa is so creepy, that guy sitting there. He just hey, man, if I could interject for a second. Uh, one thing I did learn in my research is you wanted to know how the controversy all started. A lot of the commercials that they ran for this particular movie aired during Little House on the Prairie. Wow, that's crazy. And the Parent Teacher Association of America, they wanted this whole thing banned. And just wow. a little tidbit for future, for future reference, one of the outspoken celebrities that was uh, very against this film just so happened to be Mickey Rooney. Yep, yep. And then he, of course, is in it, is, or is in part in five. Part five, yeah. Yeah, yeah. hilarious. Um. The Warm Side of the Door has got to be one of the worst songs I think I've ever heard in my life. It is so bad. Um, the music is fantastic in this oh, song. <laughs> I, I love the I love the soundtrack. It is it is it is terrific in a really bad Christmas way. Christmas fever. Yeah. Uh, there's some cheesy lines to ball in the corner pocket when he's playing uh, pool with the girl. Uh, I love the paneling in that house. Uh, it's just so fantastic. Um, the dete- of course, bumbling detective. The, the scene between the detective and I think it was the nun, maybe. The detective acts yeah. like he has no urgency in this whole thing. It's like, ah, it's kind of out of our hands. Um, the, the Santa Claus, who was actually a legit Santa Claus, getting shot by the, by the cop. Uh, that the you know the, the some bumbling definitely bumbling cops, the paramedics. I could be wrong about this, but the paramedics who came to the school to take the Santa Claus who'd been shot were wearing jeans, and I I don't recall seeing many <laughs> paramedics. They were just in like they had like it looked like similar snow suit or jackets on, but they were in jeans. It was very strange. Um, I like to think that they had the day off. You know, because it was Christmas and they were just on call. Yeah, maybe. Like, I could forgive that one. Yeah, 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 that could. Shooting Santa, no. Yeah. You know, wearing jeans on, yeah. 
Yeah, no, no. Um, I do love the 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 main nun, um, or not? I'm sorry, not the main nun, but uh, sister. What's her name? Uh, Mother Superior. Mother Superior. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's so good. So I, I I don't recall the the actress's name, but she's so uh, harsh and uh, uh, of course Quad City's own Linnea Quigley in this one again. Um, she once again is naked or half naked at least and, and gets a, a really good, really good kill. One of the best kills in the whole movie, uh, through the antlers. Um, so I, you know, this is one that I think we, I watched a couple years ago and we talked about it when we did Christmas horror, I think, but it was before we had like actual picks, but I think we both watched this back then. Might have yeah. been might have been our first year doing this. I don't remember now, or if maybe my... I, th- I think it was our first year. Yeah, you know, like just a handful of episodes in. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, this is a this is a, a fun one. I I had never seen any of the sequels, and I have to say that there's at least one sequel that I liked better than the than the first one, at least one, and um, but the. What Mark? No, nothing. I'm 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 just curious what that one's gonna be. Oh yeah, I'll I'll yeah. tell you when we get to it. But there's at least one that I I liked better, and it's not it's not the one you you said. Um, it's not that one. No, <laughs> no. Um, and there's one sequel that I actively hated, absolutely hated. Um, no, no. Joe's, <laughs> Joe's throwing up fingers right now. <laughs> Flash of gang signs. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, this is a fun one. So, Mark, what did you think of this holiday? Uh, is it right up there with Christmas Vacation? Uh, I'm not a fan of that film. I'm sorry. I did. I, 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 it's a beaut, Clark. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, this could be one of the most believable 80s slasher movies ever when concerning an origin story for the killer. Uh, most of the 80 slashers uh, killers are just uh, homicidal maniacs, but this film thoroughly explains why Billy goes insane. Um, they, they take their time in, in you see like the progressive um, things that happens to make them just snap uh, for 80 slashers. You know, it's not Jason Voorhees, you know, he's a mongoloid or, Whatever, you know, it's not Freddy Krueger who just pops up in the original film because he's in Nightmares or Leatherface. I mean, this, for a slasher film for the 80s, this makes sense. It's a great origin story. Um, uh, Just so you know, on YouTube, you can watch this on YouTube and watch the unrated version. Now, I have YouTube Premium, and maybe I have a little... Uh, more access to some movies. Um, I'm, I'm not sure, but I just looked up uh, instead of renting, just because sometimes I do that. I just say, oh, is it on YouTube? I have YouTube Premium, and it showed up, and it was an unrated version, which was um, a little bit uh, more risque. It was more, uh, a lot more uh, uh, nudity, um, uh, some extra scenes that weren't in even HD. Um, the the quality of the picture um, in the film was wasn't that great, but you could totally tell like what was like 
extra uh, features of it. And I forgot how sleazy this film was, maybe just because I saw the unrated uh, version. Um, the Toy Store Montage with Billy. What a great song. What a great song. I'm sorry, the Toy Store the, the The Toy Store Montage? Montage? The, montage, yes. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks, Joe. Yeah, I'm back. Sure. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, directed by Robert De Palmer. <laughs> yeah. bastards, I know. Oh, Simply irresistible. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Last episode. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but um, what a great song! You, you think you think uh, this montage, right? Yep. Yeah, this montage. <laughs> Um, was going to end and then it goes on. It, it like it, it was supposed to end twice, in my opinion, and it kept going. And it was just great. It, it was a great Christmas song and just I I, I love the the Jab of the Hut Palace, you know, toy in the background. I was just like, oh, I wish I had that one. I didn't have that one. Uh, I had that one. Did you? Yeah, I did. I had the Death Star. Yeah, did you have the Death you, Star? If you slid Jabba back, like he could open up. Uh, what he sits on so that you could fall down into the Sarlacc or the, not the Sarlacc pit, but what, the Rancor. Thing? Rancor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, I love the, the repeated naughty and um, <laughs> punish, you know, from good old B- Billy. That's phenomenal. Um, here's a little fun fact for uh, Matt. Uh, the dad who dressed up as Santa going into his daughter's win- window, who was played by Don Shanks, who played Michael Myers in Halloween Five. Oh, cool! Nice. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Research um, this, and this film was pulled from theaters after only one week. I don't know if we said you know it was one week, but it was only one week. You know, just. Absolutely crazy, you know. It wasn't that bad. My God, eighties people. Um, other than that, no. It's I. I think it's a. I, I think it's a great film. I, I. I've seen it, you know, probably twice before, and um, but watching uh, this film for the third time, it's really well put together. I, it's well directed. Um, yeah, it's it's it, it's a great film. So I want to start off right at the beginning with my notes with I've I think I'm coming down with a case of Christmas fever because that was the song that was playing in the car. And I thought it was hilarious. I thought all of the original music that they made for this film was wonderful. Yeah, I I cannot. Matt, I think he hit the nail on the head when they go to visit grandpa and grandpa is just sitting in a chair comatose until the parents leave. And then grandpa like turns on a light bulb and starts creeping little Billy out. And it does make a great trick or treat costume. You know, if you just sit on your porch, just all comatose and then say creepy things to kids as, as they're walking away and then act like he didn't say anything. Right. Why was, Um, why was the grandpa, why did he even pull that off? He just like he's he's in a retirement old, home. What else? I plan on doing that when I get to be his age. You're just gonna fuck with your kids and just. <laughs> what else do I have to do? <laughs> um. So anyway, when when this little kid gets sent to the orphanage, him and his infantile brother, um, 
when he's when he walks in, well, he's not even walking in on him. He's walking down the hallway and he hears a bunch of noises coming from a door and he walks up to investigate it and he peeps through the, the keyhole and he sees a couple of brunette haired that's coming in fa- into play later. Um, brunette haired people having sex with each other and mother superior catches him, but he gets punished. Like he was yeah. doing something wrong, right. which I never understood that. But other than just saying, all right, mother superior is a complete sadist. And he was, he was watching she, two people, uh, having sex. That's not like good. Yeah. To do. But it's not like he was, he just, yeah, he, he was innocent. Well, yeah, but he's innocent. Anyway, That's um, what made him into like a serial killer too. And, and I do want to say they had a huge change in this character from when he was five years old in the car to when he was eight years old at the orphanage that he changed drastically in that three years. Um, I, I think he really found his calling once he got that job at the toy store. Um, he buffed out quite a bit and uh, seemed to be getting along with all the other coworkers. And then um, I don't know if you guys noticed this or not, but the guy who was Mr. Sims, the toy store owner, he was Wyatt's dad in Weird Science. Oh. Same actor. Um, I haven't seen anyway, Weird Science in forever. But No. Uh, so at the night of the Christmas party in the back of the toy store, um, Billy kills Andy because he Andy was raping Pamela. And Pamela calls him crazy for doing it. Shouldn't I she know. have been grateful? Yeah, that didn't make sense. He stops he stops her from doing that and then she's mad at him. That made no yeah. sense. Well, I didn't get it. He killed a person. I mean, what what, what kind of reaction are you think in her I defense? Know, but she was being raped. But the way he killed him was insane. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's inconsequential. Okay. He fixed the problem. Okay. What's the problem right now? Oh, I'm getting raped. Okay, I'm going to fix well, the problem. Well, yeah. well, can you... If you're being raped, are you going to complain to somebody about the manner in which they dispatch yeah, whoa, the guy whoa, raping whoa, whoa, you? Whoa, whoa. Yeah, he wasn't that bad. Well, yeah. can you yeah. imagine... Yeah, what are you what, doing? Well, can you imagine... She's madder at him for defending her than she was at the guy for raping her. Well, can raping you imagine yeah. seeing somebody murdered for the first time? What the hell do you think your reaction is going to be? I don't think that's Thank murder. You. If I was getting raped... Right beforehand, my response would be thanks. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking in like a more realistic version. Like if if you see someone absolutely murdered the way that person was murdered, I mean, it would. I think he had it coming. Well, yeah, he he was killed. Wait, that's not the same as murder. Murder is like when you just go and kill somebody premeditated, and you're you're just trying to kill them for no good reason. That he he was defending her. Okay. Wait, wait. How did I he mean, kill unless him? you think rape isn't that big of a deal. Mark, when I kill somebody in defense of them raping someone, like well, I won't say a word. I want, I want, I want you to be my lawyer. Well, I won't. <laughs> I won't say anything. You, you won't need a lawyer. Okay. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, I, I do think this. Uh, when they cut to the whole Linnea Quigley scene. When apparently Santa Claus is just totally snapped and he's walking around the town just looking for any open door to walk into. And Linnea is in there supposedly babysitting and her boyfriend is fucking around a pool table. Like who? 
Has anybody ever laid on a gaming table like that? It's not exactly comfortable. You can't tell me they didn't have a couch mm-hmm. or something they could have gone on. I could. Anyway, I, I, to, I can relate to that because. I don't want it. No, I don't know. Yeah, we don't. Well, we don't need money. No, are you just uh, in an argument? You're no, in an arguing. No, I'm not. Tonight, I'm just. You're, yeah. you're contradicting I'm not contradicting everything. everything. I'm just saying next, that it's like I. You're doing well, it right I, now. You I'm are. I'm just saying. Well, well, I haven't. <laughs> no, I'm not. Well, I haven't no, had sex on a pool table, <laughs> but I had sex on a trampoline, and that's not a good oh, idea. Jesus. That's not the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> my knee, my knees were bloody. So anyway, my only comment. My only comment for Linnea quickly is Jesus. Is Linnea's got a great rack? But that was an <laughs> antler joke. Oh. I had to put it in somewhere. Oh. So. Oh. Thank you. Um, I wonder how controversial this film had would have been if he had actually killed Mother Superior at the end. Mm. Then I could see some sort of justification. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Because now you've taken down Santa Claus and a nun. Yeah. Although she but was a mean nun, you know. She had it coming. She was she was pretty diabolical. Yeah. So okay. Now we're gonna move to 1987, and you can watch this one on Shudder. Mm-hmm. My favorite of this entire franchise, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, colon, it's garbage day. <laughs> so Ricky has grown up. Obviously, you know, he got taken down by the cops at the end of Silent Night, Deadly Night Part One. And he gets sent to a mental institution because the doctors, very much like Hannibal Lecter, the doctors just want to pick his brain apart, see what makes him tick. And the entire first 40 minutes of this film is unoriginal footage from the original movie, almost. I do want to point out that when he's flashing back in his head, telling the story about him in the orphanage, walking down the hall and looking in the, uh, the keyhole of the door when he hears the noise, they should have played the original clip of the two brunette haired people having sex. However, in part two, they must have filmed it again because both of these people had black hair. I went back and watched to make sure it was different. I don't know why they had to reshoot that scene out of all of them. Everything else was straight from part one, but that one was not. Hmm. So anyway, I thought that was weird. You should buy you should buy the Blu-ray of this and then listen to the special features to see uh, if they actually. I was thinking about getting uh, YouTube Premium and maybe there's Matt. Do you have the Blu-ray version Hmm. that has? No. But I, I was just saying, if he wonders about that, he could he could buy the Blu-ray and then listen to yeah, the he, commentary and see if they explain it. I just may, just so that I can actually have Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 in my collection, because it's worth it. Um, so, needless to say, uh, Ricky gets out and uh, uh, breaks out of the mental institution but in his uh growing up you know like him telling his story of his past uh there's a tremendous scene where he's 15 years old they found an actor to portray him who was 24 at the time of filming um where he again just stumbles upon some people in the middle of nowhere having sex and uh going a little too far and he kills yet again and uh 
There's also a wonderful scene, which I'm sure everybody in that would listen to a podcast like ours has already seen. Ricky, or I'm sorry, is it Ricky or Billy? Ricky, sorry. Uh, Ricky, our main character, who's walking down the street with his girlfriend, ends up just losing it when he encounters his girlfriend's previous boyfriend, who's a real douchebag. It even has a letter D on his letterman sweater for douchebag. And there's a bit of a confrontation. The cops are called. He has another confrontation with the cop and ends up taking his gun and starts wildly shooting people down the street, including a gentleman who's simply just trying to take out the garbage, in which case our our wonderful hero, Ricky, yells, Garbage Day! And it's just, it's the funniest part of this entire five movies, if you ask me. So anyway, this was my favorite of all five of these films, hands down, even with 40 minutes of unoriginal footage. I still enjoyed it quite a bit. So Mark, what did you think of this? Yeah, it's my favorite out of all of them. uh, Also, Joe, Um, like what a special movie, what a special actor, Eric Freeman, who played Ricky. Uh, He's phenomenal. I don't know how he got the job. I don't know how he got any other acting jobs. Um, I I, want to do, uh, I just want to watch him just uh, act in other films. And he was on a soap opera, I think, too. Um, I don't know how he got this job. I don't know how the director, I mean, they were short, you know, on money. But, man, he must have had one hell of an audition. And the fact that he got this role is amazing because every line he delivers is stilted, over the top, it's it's like they just grabbed them off the street. Um, uh, so here's the reason why uh, this film begins with basically a cut down version of roughly 40 minutes of the original is because they hardly had any money for a budget. So they uh, were originally going to re-edit the original and re-release it to make some free money. Uh, but the director, Lee Harry, wanted... Uh, something new for the story so he basically directed a 50 minute uh, sequel and it's glorious Um, the theater scene uh, it goes meta with the theater scene um, showing the original Silent Night on the screen I mean so Ricky's like watching his past life on on the theater you know the film and and he, he even said like what the hell and it, it's just fantastic. Um, why did they do that? Who knows? Just to save money and not shoot, you know, scenes for a film. It's great. Um, the actress who played uh, Ricky's girlfriend, Jennifer, was in Friday, Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood. Uh, she played Robin, who was thrown out of the window at the end of the film by Jason. And uh, she's absolutely beautiful. Probably the best-looking uh, um person a uh, female in the silent night franchise in my opinion she's stunning um the stunt double um for when um of of ricky when he shoots that uh car um coming towards him and it flips do you know how close that car came to that stunt double it was insane it was inches inches 
Like yeah. he actually like yeah. there was like a sudden yeah. movement, like the balls in that guy not to just dive out of the way. He just kind of like moved like knowing. But I mean, it was inches like talk about like safety. Holy shit. Like no one's even like caring about that. I mean, obviously the budget. I don't even know if they had someone uh, for a safety uh, budget or something. But that was so close. Like that could have killed them. Um, and the ending with Mother Superior. I mean, how does a stroke do that to her face? It almost seemed like a uh, Dr. Loomis from uh, Halloween 4 uh, with a burnt side, like, bubbled up face. It's like, so she's yeah. a Dr. Loomis. And, you know, they're going to bring – yeah, and so so they're going to bring her back. Yeah, and, I didn't understand you know, Half that. her face, so she's a D- Dr. Loomis. And, and then she puts up the biggest fight at the end of the film, like he throws her down the stairs and then she just gets up into another wheelchair or whatever and just, just scurries off. And that was the final fight. It was, it, it was absolutely ridiculous, but um, yeah, selling. I think it was more than the stroke because if you notice the address of the convent, Oh, I didn't, I did not notice that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I didn't notice. Yeah, that so he's the devil. Six is hanging on the door <laughs> when the cops bust in. Oh, oh Jesus! Yeah, okay, probably possessed. <laughs> yeah. but um, no, it's such a special movie, and I love the fact um, um, in the theater uh, that guy in the back with his buddy, and they're talking with the. I kept thinking of you and me, uh, Joe, and I'm just going, "Oh man, I hope." I hope Ricky kills him. I hope. And then it's just such a lame kill. Such a lame kill. I wish Ricky did something a little bit more to that guy. But that's what we were dealing with. And it's, it's been a while since I saw Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. And I totally forgot about that scene. I think I only saw it once. And that was like years and years ago. But I was like, oh, I hope this is a good kill. And it's such a lame kill. I just wanted it to be good. Um, because I know Joe and I definitely want to do that to people in the movie theaters, but it's such, it's such a special film. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy how this film was even made. And Joe, do you know if it was uh, released in the movie theater or was it just direct to video? Uh, great question. I don't know. I think all all of the I know three, four, and five were directed video. video. I'm not, I'm not quite mistaken. sure on uh, part two. Probably it was directed video. Yeah, yeah. Joe's listening. So. Sorry, man. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll go then. Um, yeah, go <laughs> ahead, Matt. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I. This is probably my least favorite of the whole series. I I didn't find it entertaining really. Um, and the I mean, I guess the last half there are some moments like the guy in the theater was kind of funny and the garbage day thing was kind of funny. But uh, I mean, it, the first half of the movie is a recap, and I I was like I was kept thinking like how long is this gonna go? And it was basically it was basically most major scenes from the, the original film. Uh, and it was like, they had, I don't, I, obviously I guess they, you know, were I guess what, what Mark explained kind of explains that, but 
I, you know, it's like they assumed nobody had seen the first one. It just didn't make sense. I can't imagine going to the movie theater and sitting there and being like, uh, we watched this movie just a few years ago and we're watching it again. But it's like, you know how like sitcoms or TV shows sometimes have an episode where it's just highlight scenes from earlier flashback scenes. And it's just an excuse to fill time and, and show old episodes. It it was like that. I just didn't get it. Um, There, there, there was this part where the girl's leg, they show the girl's legs. I think she's getting out of a car or something and a saxophone plays, right? That cracked me up. Um, And when they're in the movie theater, the girl says, this movie's supposed to be scary. When's it start? And I was like, that took the words right out of my mouth. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I I wondered about mother Superior's scar. Like what the hell was that? Uh, Then the cop shows up and his hat's crooked after they've been killed. It just, it was a completely bumbling cop for no reason. And uh, at one point a car just bursts into just explodes. Like it was full of jet fuel. Um, which I, happens in these movies fairly often, I guess. But yeah. Um, and again, they I don't just, have a budget for acting lessons, but they have a budget for gasoline. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. no budget for original scenes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but they have an, they blew their budget on that, on that pyrotechnic. Um, to answer your question, this was released in theaters hmm. in April of 1987. It grossed $154,000. Yeah. Uh, oh. And then it was released on VHS and Laserdisc in September of 1987. So just like so yeah, five months later. Oh yeah. my god! Um, did it say uh, how much it cost to make? They couldn't have spent uh, any money. I'm on guessing this. like maybe because the budget was a hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and then they so made, made money. Uh, it made a little fifty-four thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what are you complaining yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. Made a box office oh, smash. Oh Jesus, that's hilarious. But yeah, I, I this one, I, I had a lot more fun with a couple of the other ones than I did with this one. This one, it was, I, it wasn't my least favorite. Well, I don't know. It, it's, it's that, and there's one other that uh, that uh, would be vying for my least favorite. So, all right, well, let's, let's get to the downhill slide. So the next film was, uh, by the way, before I forget silent nights, deadly nights, part two, or I'm sorry, three, four, and five were all available on Plex. If somebody wants to go back and watch these. Yeah. So silent night, deadly night, part three, colon, better watch out exclamation point was released in uh, 1989. Uh, I believe this is the first one that went just to video. And uh, this is about a comatose Ricky Caldwell reawakening as he begins to stalk a blind woman who shares a psychic connection with him. Uh, This is where I jumped out of the back of the sleigh and could care less. Um, This was so bizarre. And that girl didn't seem blind two thirds of the movie. Uh, so Matt, you seem to have probably appreciated this more than I did. What did you think? I, I really enjoyed this. I, I had a lot of fun with this one. <laughs> I, I thought this was probably one, maybe my favorite of the whole thing. Um, lots of David Lynch actors are in this. My God, they're all over the place. It, it, I don't know if they were shooting this around the same time 
an area as Twin Peaks, but there's a ton of Twin Peaks actors and other David Lynch actors in it. Um, Nothing. What, what are you doing, Mark? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's, there's a bunch of noise coming out of here. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. The main girl. I, 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 I thought at time. I get what you're saying, Joe, because there were times when it seemed like she wasn't blind. There were other times she wasn't bad. Like, and this is somebody who doesn't have a lot of experience, obviously. So I, I didn't mind her too much. But I, and one of my first notes was she played blind pretty well. But that was early in the movie. I think there were times when all of a sudden it was like, are you looking at something right now? Um, yeah. But for, for what it is, I thought she did. Okay. Um, and then Ricky, she did better. She did better playing blind than Chris did as playing a human. Her he, brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ricky has the same scars on his head as, as mother superior. It looked like there for a minute. Yeah. And, and I'm like, what is this? What are these scars? Um, Perry coma. Somebody said that as a joke <laughs> that cracked me up. Um, the girl, the blind girl though, you know, this movie came out in 89. Yeah. And she ha- doesn't have eighties hair. She's got like straight, you know, hair, which most of the time you see a movie from she this- had an eighties outfit. Yeah, definitely eighties yeah, outfit, but hair, her hair was, was, the hair seemed fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Laura, tell me how long have you been handicapped? Change the subject, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that little bit of line cracked me up. Uh, and then I wrote, Jesus, more clips of part one. This is the third movie where they show yeah. clips from part one. Uh, although part one this is so good. You got to get your money. I guess so. Mercifully, they didn't show many. Um, ah, hitchhiker with his brains hanging out. No problem. <laughs> I'll pick him up. Um, well, there was a nurse at the nurse's station when Ricky breaks out of the room and he's still wearing like his, his, uh, his hospital gown. Right. And it, it doesn't matter. He's got a metal halo around right. his head with an upside down fishbowl with his brain. His, brain is, in his there. brains are he exposed. He walks up to the nurse at the, uh, the front <laughs> station and she just like stares at him. And is like, what do you want? Right. And my first thought was, shouldn't you have like hit an alarm or something? If this guy is out of his room, he probably shouldn't be. Yeah. Don't don't ask him questions. Just sedate him. Yeah. Well, why why didn't why didn't when he killed Santa? Why didn't he put on the Santa suit? Yeah, I don't know. I in yeah. the hospital. He's got his well, brains are exposed. He's not thinking straight. Yeah. Um, oh my god! And then the two guys are driving. It seemed like forever. The the detective, I guess, is the detective, and then the other guy. Um, yeah. And then she turns out the lights to make it black, dark in the basement, and she's like, "Now or even," which was unintentionally funny because there's still a lot of light in that basement. Like you can oh, yeah. see everything yeah. in that basement, <laughs> and it's and that was it. Felt like a it felt like something that would be in a spoof or one of those scary movie movies where the blind person thinks all the lights are out, yeah. but really there it's completely light in there. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the fight scenes all had a very 
distinct lack of urgency in them. Um, there was, there were the most. Lack- <laughs> That's the nicest way you could have put. They were so fucking slow. <laughs> they were. They were the slowest. Um, but yeah, I I I had so much fun with this one. I was I was because after part two, I thought, oh my god, I got to sit through three more of these, and. I actually enjoyed this one quite a lot. So it gave me, uh, it gave me kind of a second wind and I'm like, Hey, I could keep watching these. Of course. Then we come to part four. <laughs> hang hang but, on. But, yeah. um, you know how like in action films, like Arnold Schwarzenegger will play Mr. Freeze and like turn somebody into ice. Yeah. And he'll say freeze. Mm-hmm. What was with Chris's line? Is it live or is it Memorex? Well, Before he, do you remember the commercials back then? I remember the commercials, yeah. but that was just stupid. Yeah, it was stupid. I think they I were... Mean, that's a terrible line. Yeah, they were trying to capitalize on that commercial somehow, but it didn't even fit. So, And the last line of... So the detective uh, says, give me a call sometime, Doc. And Doc's dying last words were, Lieutenant, don't be stupid. And then he died. <laughs> I didn't understand the writing in this film much at all, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I'm I'm glad it put a spring it, in your step. It was Mark, it was dumb fun, dumb fun. Yeah. Speaking of dumb fun, Mark, Mark. <laughs> with the loudest noises I've ever heard. Dude, yeah. I'm sorry, man. I I'm doing this off my phone with the crappy uh, headset. I'm sorry if I'm making a lot of noise. Um. Yeah, so the original uh, script uh, was uh, for Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, part four was actually, wait, how do I say this right? Disregard that. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, I didn't know I was going to be on this episode, actually. I didn't think uh, the, the equipment that I'm using right now is going to work. So um, my notes are really random right now. Um, what the fuck? Why didn't they just rehire the actor who played Ricky in part two? Because Eric Freeman was awesome. Why? I mean, Bill Mosley, you know, he's a horror icon and whatnot. But why not just bring back Eric Freeman? Or it's just because he's a horrible actor and it was just terrible. I think Eric Freeman probably read the script and was like, this is terrible. I'm not doing this. <laughs> um, yeah, this film was a cross between Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors, and Frankenstein. Um, yeah. it, did you notice that? Uh, yeah. The lead actress, the blind chick, is horrible. Horrible. I mean, how about helping her out with an acting co- coach or how about a blind uh, consultant to make it believable that she's actually blind? How is she running through the house going to uh, – I mean she's in an absolute complete panic and she runs for the bathroom without hardly feeling anything. She just runs you know, for the bathroom. Well, uh, it is the house she grew up in. Yeah, but so come she on. She will have some sort of spatial relation. I call bullshit on that. I mean, if you're if you have some uh, maniac killer coming after you, you, I mean, it's being. I mean, obviously, I'm not blind, and I've never been blind, and I've 
really never talked to somebody that's blind, but I'm sure there's like methods of how you turn and you have to keep like a mental like focus of where you are and how you turn. And if you have a killer like running after you, it, all of a sudden she just knows exactly where to run. I mean, come on. It, that was ridiculous. Uh, why hire two actresses? Uh, the blind girl and the blind girl's brother's girlfriend that looks absolutely identical. They look, they look like sisters. And well, I think Chris always wanted to date his sister. Yeah. So he found the next best thing that was, you know, okay. It's all about board. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, why, why was he sitting in a room while his sister was his blind sister's uh, changing and she's in her bra and all that? I, I don't have a sister. But which is I'm, probably why he I'm sure you don't do really that awkward bathtub scene with his girlfriend, because it probably <laughs> brought him back to his youth when he used to have to be bathed in the bathtub with his actual sister. And that, uh, his girlfriend, by the way, is Laura Haring, who was in uh, Mulholland Drive, Mulholland Drive. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, the doctor, like Matt said, the doctor and the detective uh, car scenes were absolutely boring. I, I was like, mm-hmm. what are they doing? They're just killing time right now. Yeah, I mean, the conversations they were having was just oh, ridiculous. <laughs> so bad. It was so bad. So you're going to kill him? Was the detective was the, the guy from the TV series Incredible Hulk, right? No. He's from, uh, wasn't he uh, Mystery Unsolved? No. Oh. Uh, God, was he from Incredible Hulk? I thought he was the guy that used to travel around trying to hunt down Bill Bixby. He might be. Yeah, it's it sounds- Robert. It's Robert Culp. He was in a lot of eighties, uh, a lot of seventies TV. TV shows. Yeah, and yeah. he was he was in. Oh gosh, what else was he in? He was in a lot. Uh, a movie called Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. Um. He's he's been in a ton of stuff, or he was in a ton of stuff. Yeah, greatest American hero. Oh, that's where he's from. I love that show. Yeah, yeah. He was like uh, yeah, a right. detective or whatever. Like you know, yeah. I remember him now. Um, I will admit. That's uh, what I was thinking of. I will admit the hand through the door and grabs the brother's girlfriend's uh, neck made me jump because I was so bored. And I would, I'm just like watching it. And then when it happened, there was no music or anything. It just happened out of the blue. I actually jumped. Uh, so that's like the only like highlight and good thing I can basically say about part three. I hated it. I hated it. I mean, I guess it kind of made sense with the Frankenstein kind of thing with Ricky with the brain globe or whatever and she's blind and so he has to walk slow because she doesn't know where she's going kind of made sense but oh god what what a disaster i did not like part three that much and there's another film that i didn't like even more and that's the next film (laughs) well let's get to it yeah so part four silent night deadly night four the initiation, which again is also available to see on Plex, uh, is about a reporter investigating the bizarre death of a woman who leaped from a building in flames, and she finds herself mixed up in a cult of witches who are making her part of their sacrificial ceremony during the Christmas season. Now, this movie, 
um, is what I've heard people compare to Halloween three, where you've got a franchise that you've built up and you slap the same name on it, but it has nothing to do with the franchise. I kind of agree with that, but I think that's an insult to Halloween three season of the witch, because that is a far superior. Oh film yeah. Than this yeah. One. But, um, anyway, this we're we have a whole new cast of characters. Obviously we are introduced to Clint Howard, uh, who plays Ricky. And that's not the same Ricky that we're used to in the other films. It's right. just coincident that it's got the same name. And, uh, of course my favorite is we are also introduced to Elise Beasley as Janice, who some of you more cultured people may know as Miss Agnes DePesto from Moonlighting, who was the rhyming receptionist. Yep. <laughs> so, Matt, what did you think of part four? Oh, God, this was awful. This was terrible. Yeah, and yeah, it had nothing to do with the rest of the series. I don't, I, they, at this point, they were just using name recognition for a movie that was probably n- just going to go to straight to video anyway. Um, we, uh, the, the there was a TV at the very beginning that um, my family had that exact TV. I wrote that down, but um, there was some really uncomfortable blocking in a lot of this, especially between the two girls. At one point, the girl's sitting there and the other girl comes up and like rests her, her hand. It was Ms. DePesto puts her hands yeah, on her knees hands and on her knees. It's just such yeah. an awkward blocking, terrible. Um, the bookstore woman got really handsy with her, but then I, you know, I kind of saw why later. Um, this dad of her her friend's dad is I, I had to be your favorite character, Joe. That guy was such a dick. <laughs> he was so Oh yeah. He was so, yeah. She goes, Kim's yeah. Jewish. And the dad goes, Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he what a jerk. Oh, we need more movies with that actor yeah. acting that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um let's see. Uh, I thought the visual effects, there were some pretty, I mean, and I guess the guy who directed it, um, let's see, I, I can't remember his name now, but. Oh, speaking of Hank's dad, did you, what was with Hank and his younger brother? Because I did the math and Hank was 30 years old when they shot this film and his younger brother looks like he's about 12. Yeah. Yeah. So right. There's like a, an 18 year oops baby. Right. Right, Exactly. Um, the visual effects weren't too bad. There were a few that were okay. Um, it's the third sequel in a row to show clips from a previous movie. It showed clips from part three, I think. Right. Wasn't it a, they showed a clip from part three on, it was on TV. It was on a TV. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was, it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't like a flashback or something like that, but that no, was the only, no. that was the only tie in to the rest of the yes. franchise. And that was a pretty cheap one. Um, there was a scene where there, she's being chased. She gets into a van or, or, and, and she's forced into this van and then Ricky comes running and they open the van door and, or she opens the van, the side door to like jump out of the van, the, the main girl. And, Ricky comes running and jumps into the into the van right then. That was no, no, no. She's she's driving. Didn't they steal the boy? They were they had stolen the boy because uh, they needed the boy. And to then complete the boy the opened the door. 
the boy opened the yeah, door because yeah, he was it. trying to get out just as Ricky coincidentally yeah, was right. jumping yeah. in. Um, Ricky jumps in. Ricky, um, uh, by the way, was played by uh, uh, Clint, Howard. Clint Howard. And uh, he's, he's of course, been in tons of stuff as a character actor. And he makes a short appearance in the next one as well. Uh, same same character name. Um, a different character, but it, but yeah, it obviously has to be a different character. And and then um, uh, the main girl from part four makes an appearance as well in the in the next one. Uh, but uh, but that one is a definitely a completely different character. So uh, very very strange movie. This is not. I mean, I really don't have a lot to say about it. It's just it. There, there's some just awkward scenes in it, and and just um, not the acting is just awful. Um, so, and I think Kim's got a real roach problem in her apartment. Oh, sure does. Uh, yeah, she uh, is constantly leaving food out, though. So yeah. I think it's kind of her fault that you know when she sees the plate of spaghetti that she was about to eat in her own apartment that coincidentally had this spirally swirl of spaghetti sauce over the noodles, which as we all know is the symbol of women's power. Yeah. Uh, when she sees a cockroach in it, knocks it all over the floor. It's just going to attract more cockroaches. Yeah. So that was probably the worst uh, pasta dish I've ever seen in my whole entire life, by the way. The whole cockroach thing seemed really shoehorned in, like they were trying to be uh, that metamorphous, you know, like paying homage to that um, metamorphous film. But uh, and then but I, I did want to point out that there was a scene where they go to Hank's apartment um, and wakes him up out of bed and Hank's wearing a really smart nightshirt. <laughs> yeah yeah i would have expected him to be like in like pajamas or yeah. just like some silk boxers but no he's got a night shirt yeah, on yeah that just seemed like a really odd choice yeah and that's part of the reason why ricky killed him so mark do you have uh anything to weigh in on your favorite film? yeah it's not my favorite and probably uh my worst uh well i have to say this had the best opening credits uh throughout the whole entire franchise um, did kind of remind me of um, Halloween 3, just with the music. The opening credits was actually really beautiful. Um, I, I don't know if you guys – do you guys agree? I mean, it, it, with the spirals and the music and the credits coming up, it, it looked pretty good, right? I, I would completely disagree. This is 1989. Uh, computer graphics were much more advanced by then and it looked like somebody that had never sat down in front of a computer like hacked those out in a weekend i thought it looked really good i don't remember <laughs> i thought it looked pretty good but matt matthew speak uh did you notice the pigs in the blanket in the movie no why it, it as as an appetizer the the you know the Jewish you know montage or whatever hmm. and and the mother like brought out yeah, the I didn't plate. notice the pigs. There were pigs no. in the blanket. I thought you would have noticed. Uh, oh my gosh, yeah. No. Oh my goodness, Matt. Yeah, there were pigs in the blanket. I I I thought for sure Joe or or you would have noticed that. Um, 
Uh, here's the thing. Uh, look, this is a hokey, typical 1990s film. It's obvious they wrote the script and wanted this film to uh, be seen more. So, I mean, it's obvious they just wrote in um, a Christmas, you know, theme thing just to slap on the title for Silent Night, Deadly Night. That's the only reason why I think that um, Silent Night, Deadly Night is the title for this. Um, it took one hour and one minute and six seconds for the second person to be killed. That's how boring this film was. Um, I think this is our first Bond girl in a horror film that we have discussed. The woman owner uh, from the bookstore is from Octopussy. Um, I would love to see a film where Clint Howard is the lead in a movie where he isn't a deranged lunatic, maybe a romantic lead or something. I mean, this guy has been in over 200 films. Uh, give a guy a break, you know, give him a chance for a romantic lead. Uh, yeah, this film's what is my least favorite out of all of them, out of all of them. Yeah, it just wasn't my favorite. I do want to point out before we leave this one, uh, the character Eli, who was the newspaper public, like he was the, yeah, the chief editor, uh, played by a guy by the name of Reggie Bannister. You may know or may have recognized him as the ponytailed guy from the Phantasm uh, franchise. Haven't hmm. haven't nope. seen Phantasm. Crickets. Just crickets. Huh? I've only okay. seen the first one, but I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's. There's only one more gift under the tree, and that would be Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part Five, The Toy Maker. Yeah. Which uh, an elderly toy maker and his son make killer toys designed to kill their customers' children. As we pointed out earlier, Mickey Rooney is. Uh, one of the main characters in this film, the guy, the hypocrite who originally protested this first film, he had no problem taking a paycheck in 1992. So Mark, uh, go ahead. and Yeah. Mickey Rooney, uh, was almost uh, bankrupt around this time. Um, which really sucks because what an incredible, uh, actor. Could it have been the booze? Could have been, could have been, um, <laughs> I mean, at least we got the magical, wonderful, late, great actor, uh, Mickey Rooney, whose name in the film is Joe Petto. You know, Geppetto, Joe Petto. Um, also a fun, depressing fact, guys. Um, Mickey Rooney was 49 years old when the, bat, when the Black Stallion was uh, released in 1979. So all of us are older than Mickey Rooney. Um, when it was the Black Stallion, which I love that film, by the way. He's 49. He oh. um, by the way, you said his character in this yeah. was Joe Petto. You know what his yeah. son's name was, right? Pino. <laughs> yeah. Was in Pinocchio. Okay. All right. Just no, no, sure I, did. I did. I did. Um, but. Uh, uh, my first note was, uh, what the hell is the lead actress in part four, in part five, four? And then we see Clint Howard in this film. And then we see the kid from part four. 
um, in part five, which I found out is one of the producer's son. I mean, it's just weird. Also, uh, part four was released in 1990 and part five was released in 1991. And it shows. Um, I thought part four was bad, but part five actually redeems itself at the end, in my opinion. Um, the only redeeming thing about this film, I think, uh, was the love in, the love making scene when the toys attacked. Um, it's got a little Stephen King uh, um, uh, battleground from uh, the short stories from Night Shift. You got the toy soldiers going on. One of my favorite short stories from Stephen King ever. Um, it was it was just absolutely crazy. Is we went through this whole entire film, and then when you get to the love making scene which was the worst lovemaking scene I probably ever saw in my whole entire life. Um, but when the toys attacked, they attacked. And it was a shit show, and I was laughing my ass off. And it redeemed this film. Um, Wait, you need to be more specific um, when you say sex scene. Two of them you at the same time. The same time. The- <laughs> Both equally as terrible. Were they yeah, in I the, don't consider them to be. Were they in the same house? They, I don't remember. No, no, one no, was right. in the, the parking garage where she works, and the other one was at that house. But I don't even consider them to be sex scenes because they were fully clothed, mm-hmm. and all it was was the guy yes. eating the girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just the the smacking of lips sound and sucking on skin over and over again with nothing else going yeah, on. Yeah, they must those actors must have felt so awkward. It was like the director was just like, yeah, just go at it, start kissing. And they're just like, I don't know. And it seems so awkward. They just it, it's obvious they've never done a love making scene before and they're just grappling at each other and it, it 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 seemed that they were very very awkward, you know, in those scenes. Um, and the last thing um, that I loved about this film actually was the very twist ending of the Pino uh, Pedo uh, turning. Kind of, it's kind of a Pinocchio story. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. How were you I was not expecting it with a guy's name is Geppetto? And and I wasn't expecting yeah. that. I it didn't click. It didn't click. It didn't. It didn't click okay. for me. Yeah. But I'll tell you something. the The guy at uh, that who played Pino, uh, he was the best actor out of the whole entire franchise. I thought he really, he really stepped it up, like. He was the best actor in that movie. I'll give you that. I think I think he was the best actor in the whole entire franchise. I don't know who could beat Very beat free. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's special. Uh-huh. Um, but um, yeah, it was just weird. And even the costume that he was wearing, the Pinocchio like kind of costume, was I thought was very well done. Um, yeah, it was, it was a nice little twist and I really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed that actor at the very end. I, I got a kick out of it and I was actually enthralled. I was just like, wow, where is this going to go? Kind of felt like a Terminator, uh, feel to it, you know, with the sparks going off and he's crawling. It felt like a little bit of a Terminator, but yeah, it was such a nice, refreshing surprise. 
I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it. So, yeah, the last one. Shut up, Joe. The last <laughs> one, the, the last film of Silent Night, Deadly Night franchise actually gave me a nice, fun surprise. All right. Matt, uh, would you agree that the dad in the opening scene is the second best dad in the franchise yeah. <laughs> as opposed to number four? Yes. But he's pretty damn close. Yeah, pretty close. I thought the guy in part four was a little he was just a Rungier, little better, yeah. but yeah. Um the guy in part yeah. four is like an Olympic level racist. Yeah, 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 he is. Uh but yeah, the guy in part five, uh, and their sex scene was with the kid walks in and oh it's terrible. Um oh, but then oh. but then he comes and picks his kid up and and it's such a dick. Um and then the dad gets killed by that toy, and what the cops just let them keep the toy? Like like it's it's obviously I don't understand had, how how he got killed. Well, that I don't get either, but I don't it's know. It's simply a plastic ball yeah. with like some elastic bands that wrap around the guy's head. Yeah, and, you you'd I think mean, he would have been able to survive that, but um but that I why would they let her it's like you'd think there'd have to be some kind of explanation about what happened here and and why would they get to keep a piece of evidence? Well, because the toy didn't kill him. What do you it mean? was the fall. The toy like was in his face and he couldn't see, but he actually panics and he eventually trips right. and impales but, himself. I mean, the toy's got blood, his blood all over it. I don't know. Um, Bumbling cops. The kid, I'd noticed the kid was watching Rambo cartoon. Yeah. The old Rambo cartoon. Um, and yeah, Neef Hunter, the girl from part four. Why is she in this? And she looks the same. Uh, but she's playing a different part. Uh, yeah, Mickey Rooney was was really huh. Sorry, I wish our listeners at home could see. Mark's I know Mark. Right we now. all we see is his lips. This is the most bizarre thing ever. We see his lips, and then like the four loco can in the I know. background. <laughs> what? Why are you moving the ca- your camera? Why your phone? He's he's doing this on his phone, and and Mark's like moving it all over the oh, place. We're seeing we it's this. like you get. Yeah. Well, you I get, can't. Uh, I can't. I can't fucking hear because it's just like my volume on my phone is just like so low. So I have to put it to my ear to listen to what you guys are saying. What you have headphones fuck? on. How come it's not coming through the headphones? Because when I mute myself, because you sent me a text and you said you're making too much noise, so I got to mute myself. But when I mute All you myself, have to do is stop tapping. You're like tapping over there on something. I and- don't know what I'm doing wrong, man. It's the first time I'm fucking doing this. We did a run test, and it, um, we didn't we didn't do this. But every time I mute so myself, father so every father. time I mute myself, I I, I can't hear anything. So I got to put the the little hearing thing to my fucking ear. Okay. All right, Mark, you can put yourself back. Yeah, you can mute, mute yourself again. Watch yeah. logo. Or oh, you not assholes. mute yourself and not mute Sponsored yourself and just don't logo. make a bunch of noise over there tapping on your desk. <laughs> um it, it, it's it's either I'm going to make a ton of noise or I got to mute myself. Like yeah. there's no you can't just sit still. Um But what do you want me to do, man? I'm trying to sit still and be quiet. <laughs> um <laughs> 
Or All right. So uh, Mickey Rooney, uh, his blocking in this gets so creepy too with the kid. Like it reminded me of Loomis in in uh, part five of Halloween Five, like yeah. where he gets really yeah. he's like laying practically laying on top of uh, Jamie at, at one point. It, 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 he's like so in the guy's in this kid's face. Um, and then uh, you know the kid or the guy. Uh, it turns out he is it, now is the guy is he actually the boy's father the 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 hero so the guy at the beginning of the film is not his father right. Noah who's the creepy guy who was going around buying toys and hanging out in hotel rooms yeah he's Noah is the actual, the actual biological father, father yeah. of Derek but he went away to fight in in the wartime of whatever happened in 1992. Yeah, what, what war, war was, was back then? Is he a great but, dream uh, beret? Yeah. So now he's back. And had he known that um, she was pregnant and had Derek, he would have done the right thing, but she yeah. never told him. Um, so. and, and he's got a landlord who seems, you know, who's adamant about being paid right now, but he offers him a toy. <laughs> <laughs> the guy said, "All right, you can stay." Like, <laughs> well, I don't think he was a landlord as much as he was the guy that owns the motel. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's yeah. it. Um, and then, yeah, the sex scene with the toys was just absolutely awesome. I it was so funny. Uh, I I think it, they were. Uh, Mark talked about it being so awkward and the actors being awkward. Right? I think it was supposed to be funny. Like that, obviously, it's supposed to be funny. The the arm crawling up there and then poking him in his butt and he's like, Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Keep doing yeah, that. Thinking it's the girl. Yeah. You've never touched yeah. me there, but no, keep doing that. You know? And then, Oh yeah. And then oh yeah. Comes, the anal thing. And then the arm, the arm crawls around and like touches her and she's like, Oh yeah. Um, there's a bumper right there. Um, I was just about <laughs> saying there's your bumper, <laughs> there's the bumper right there. Um, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. It, that whole, that whole scene. <laughs> and then the toys come in and, and uh, I I loved that was that scene redeemed this this movie for me. It it made it a lot of fun. One hundred percent. Unfortunately, most of the rest of this wasn't <clears throat> wasn't particularly good. But but it, it was entertaining enough. Uh, Mickey Rooney obviously was he was going balls out chewing up the scenery and every scene that he was in he was great um, wasn't he especially like <clears throat> with the site i don't know if i'd say that but well i mean he, he was, i mean with the scene he was definitely trying he was drunk. well i mean i mean with yeah. the scene uh, when he's drunk and he's uh yelling at pino and uh you know i i mean did it, it, he still had it then he still had it um he tried hard, <clears throat> as as Catherine Horan would say. Yeah. Um, God damn it. <clears throat> but yeah, that was uh, that was you know that was Silent Night, Deadly Night Five. Did you notice that throughout the entire film, Derek never breathed through his nose once? The little boy. That kid's special. Just, his mouth. Oh is yeah, his mouth is open. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His mouth is open the entire film yeah. and always has <clears throat> this weird confused look that was face. me yeah. like i've never seen on any that was before. me when i was little i remember uh uh my uncle uh saying mark you're gonna catch a fly in your mouth if you keep your mouth open like that <laughs> and i don't know if anybody else noticed this or not but the main girl really reminded me of the actress from sleepaway camp 
Oh like yeah, for the, longest the time, wife. Right? I thought that was. I thought that was her. Uh, yeah, kind of. No, the the no the daughter, the girl at sleepaway camp. How she's all grown up now. They look yeah. very similar. Yeah, mm. that made sense. Yeah. So, and I thought the um, the rollerblades, the rocket powered electronic rollerblades yeah. that oh my god that pushed that kid into the car that was driving a, a whopping eight miles an hour. I know. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, brutally disfigured this kid for life I oh he had was pretty funny he too. had rap all over his head and it was bleeding Bandages, through yeah it, it was yeah. like yeah. oh just i'm sure he's got one hell of a raspberry yeah they, might, they might might have wanted to sew up that wound before they wrapped it up you know because it was right, obviously right. still bleeding out and what was what was up yeah. with his uh his left arm by the way in that mesh net like hanging up like is that an actual thing is that like a cast kind of thing do you guys remember that it was like a web net on his hmm. arm that was. Who are you? The son. Who are you talking? The about? son that on the rollerblades when he was oh, in the when hospital. He was in the hospital. Yeah. What oh, was that? It, I didn't it, notice. Is that a real thing? Yeah, it's something to, to potentially immobilize his arm. Oh I Jesus! Guess, so we wouldn't break it anymore. Oh, here's here's a little fun fact for you guys. Um, one of the writers, uh, Martin uh, Kitrosser who helped write the story, also helped write Friday 13th Part 3 and 5, and is also a Quentin Tarantino script advisor. Can you believe that? Like, how did that happen? That you made another connection to Friday the 13th? No, I can't believe No, that. I'm talking about uh, Tarantino. Like, Yeah, I know. I read that. Like, what that the fuck? How is that possible? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so that wraps up that franchise and I do want to say one more thing though, because Mark and I did watch the, there is a remake. So I I don't want to go to, cause we've pretty, pretty far along now, but the remake, uh, was pretty bad. Um, but it actually is, it, it's very loose remake. It is not at all the same story as the first one. Really. Um, there's a couple scenes that are similar the the scene with the grandpa uh is reenacted by somebody in this one and um uh i think there were a couple scenes there were a couple nods to the original one more than actual recreations but it's a completely different story basically um and well i i wouldn't say completely different there, there's a reason why the killer became the killer but it's not it's not a re. It's it's certainly not a full on re remake. It's more of a almost like a reboot remake. Yeah. more than anything. Um, I was hoping for a full Gus Van Zandt shot for. Shot oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll no. do that on the sequel. No, they didn't do it for this one at least. But it's not worth checking out. I I don't think it 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 was okay. It looks good. Like it was. It looks like it was shot by people who knew what they were doing visually, but. And you know, musically or whatever, but in terms of the story, it's it's probably the, one of the worst of the franchise in terms of the story. I thought. So. Uh, I kind of disagree with that. I, I I think that it was, I mean, it was definitely like a reboot. Um, I thought the kills were. There were yeah, that's I mean, true. there I, were a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the axe on that uh, on that kid's yeah. head on the floor was absolutely fantastic. Uh, there was a wood chipper scene, you know, Fargo scene that I thought was uh, pretty good. 
Um, yeah, that was the best. One. Yeah, uh, and, and Malcolm McDowell was in it, and he was absolutely oh. just one of just fucking Terrible. horrible. And terrible. And, and how he died with a, uh, I'll say it, a flamethrower. Uh, it was probably yeah. one of the worst kills in that film. But wasn't he in Corbin Nash too? Yeah. And he, this and was, he was in Halloween. Much, I, in fact, while I was watching it, I half expected Corey Feldman to show up in drag in this because it, it was, you it was along, <laughs> it was along those lines. It was bad. It's it, but it, I mean, it was better than Parts three, it, four and five for sure. It was. I, I disagree. And I parts of it. Parts. No, I. It might have been better than four. Definitely not better than three. And I don't think it was better than five. Uh, but parts of it reminded me of, um, like in terms of quality of Zombex. Oh Jesus, man! Not, no not way. That bad, but not that bad. But parts of it were borderline Zombex. All right, I'm, I'm going to have to disregard that comment. I, I mean, I, I I think it's way better than uh, three, four, and five. I it, they actually no. had an earnest try, and it wasn't that bad. They had Donald Lowe in it. It was. Well, I will say this: my New Year's resolution. And I know we're a couple weeks early, but my New Year's resolution <laughs> is to have better picks in 2024. Thank God. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Well, uh, thank you, Joe, for the for the pick. But like and, all uh, New Year's resolutions, they die off after a while. And you know what, Joe? This uh, this pick was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was really fear. Yeah. I was really dreading going into this franchise. But there were even the ones I absolutely hated. There were things that were entertaining. And then once you got past the 45 minutes of recap for sure. Yeah. Um, but our next episode people is coming out in two weeks. And that is our top 10 horror movies of 2023. Uh, this year it it's, um, or for Mark, just 10 movies, <laughs> ten movies of 2023. 10 movies Mark watched in 2023. Um, I've watched more than that, guys, and I got two more weeks to fucking watch films. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. Good. Okay. Excellent. Um, but this year is not as strong all across the board as last year, so I think it would be a little easier for all of us to make our top 10s than it was. Absolutely. Last year, I really – like, I was shuffling things around up until the I last this year, minute. My number one still going to be Mad God. Stop! <laughs> it's a great film, though. That's funny. That's yeah, funny. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, this really? Year, uh, but I'm probably gonna have to. Yeah. yeah. I I actually just watched uh, uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas today. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. God, I love that movie. It is. So it good. is good. Um, it, yeah. My children got me uh, Evil Dead Rise on 4K. Uh, for my oh birthday. nice, ah, and, nice. Uh, That's good. So now I have that on digital. Oh yeah, happy birthday to Joe Jan. Yeah, happy it birthday, birthday, Joe. This last Thank week. you. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I so. I do have to say that um, the top ten uh, is probably you know episode that we've done for the past two years. Um, it's probably one of my favorite episodes to do because it's just fun to do, just to recap and mm-hmm. just to enjoy yeah. all the films. It's it's probably like the one episode i really look forward to yeah yeah me too i think it's always fun yeah it is it's and just to relax to, and you know you did your homework mm-hmm. already and it's just like then you just get to pick and it's fun and you mm-hmm. get to talk about great horror films yep i was going to suggest that we switch things up though 
and we do it like a top 2023 fantasy draft pick. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> we'll get Brian on the show. Yeah. We'll get Brian on the show. Pick a number. Take a number through. No, one, two, three, fucker. Yeah, one, two, three, fucker. <laughs> I can't believe he fucked that up. Uh, oh, Brian, we love you. Yeah. Uh, so please go to www.sinniscarehorror.com, buy our merchandise, for, get somebody one of our t shirts for Christmas, our, our pigs in a blanket, or our. Uh, Evil Dead Rise t-shirt Get some, Buy somebody or phone cases Get those buy those for Somebody and maybe go to Amazon and my Book is uh, well now This is coming out on Friday so my book Is going to be 99 cents through Saturday it's called the last um, House wow it's called the last House by Matthew so, speak best-selling author Bestseller Are you selling hard copies for 99 cents? No it's the Kindle version yeah Kindle version cents. Oh okay yeah. And then uh, my other books, Devil's Glen and Crow Creek, are available as well. So, uh, but yes, now that you're all big and famous, you're going to have to write a follow up. I know I'm going to have to. Uh, well, and if it I'm becomes a movie, is, are, is Joe and I going to be in the movie? Are you going to? Is Joe and you? No, <laughs> I, it's not going to be a movie. A and B. Uh, I, who would you be in the movie? At the beginning, man, the movers. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, maybe real, real maybe. simple. I think if you, I mean, if yeah, Joe. Sorry, I pulled a cord. Um, no, I think if you write a sequel, it should be the lastest house. I'm serious this time. <laughs> the, still housing, still housing, ning, ning. yeah, housing, ning, ning, <laughs> ning, 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 ning. Electric blue boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, that's it for this time. We will see you next time for our top ten of the year. Good night, everybody. Good night. Shut up. Uh, yeah, I love the anal thing. It's great.